by Spark Indonesia with me, Gianca. And me, Bill. Today we've got a very special guest, a local Bali girl, amazing person. Welcome to Malati Vision. Yay! Yay. Did I say your name right? Did I pronounce that right? <laughs> yeah, you said it good. It's good. Malati Weissen. Yeah. Weissen. <laughs> Weissen. Okay. Yep. <laughs> he was practicing that all night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> okay, so let's just jump in. Um, you began your impact journey eight years ago, yeah? Um, age 12, wow. wow. Advocating to reduce Crazy. plastic use in Bali. So could you tell us a bit about your impact journey from Bye Bye Plastic Bags to now where you are with Youthtopia? Yeah, I mean, when I think back to it and you just hearing you say like, it was eight years ago, yes? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> but it feels like almost yesterday. You know, I remember <laughs> just being like so excited to get started, to do something, even though we had absolutely no business plan, no strategy whatsoever. Um, it was just really a, a vision that we, we were gravitating towards and it's it, it has been eight years. Um, so I think, you know, one of the biggest achievements or the the largest impact that we were able to achieve with Bye Bye Plastic Bags is actually being part of this large movement that actually made Bali plastic bag free. So uh, that's a huge achievement awesome. for us. Something that Ripple affected um, from that big achievement is that now Bye Bye Plastic Bags is in over 60 locations around the world. Wow. wow. All led wow. by other young... Big congratulations. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of my like personal, like something that I'm personally really proud of because, you know, I think that's without knowing it a huge passion of mine is actually helping other young people to feel like they can make change as well you know they see their story when they look or when they hear about bye bye plastic bags so yeah 60 locations around the world it's pretty wild we have um a lot of teams all led by other young people now wow, wow. okay okay so That's so incredible how did it bring you to utopia what is Utopia? Yeah, so actually this is my 24-7. Uh, Utopia has really become that after eight years with Bye Plastic Bags. On the front lines, you can imagine, uh, we spoke to, I think, more than like half a thousand, uh, half a thousand, half a million uh, students face-to-face <laughs> wow. -face or online in workshops, presentations. And um, no matter in what corner of the world we were, kids always asked us the same question. How can I do? Mm what you do. This is the number one wow. thing everywhere in the world, no matter the age group, the background, this was what young people were starting to ask. They wanted to know how to create change. And currently in the traditional education system, these change maker skills are not being shared on a wide scale. So that's where Utopia comes in. We're not a school, we're not a university, we're an addition to that existing curriculum, where we work together with frontline young activists all around the world. We have a network of about 100 uh, activists and change makers globally. Um, and we work together with them to build programs, master classes, everything by and for young people. Wow. That incredible. That is so, so okay. incredible. Shook. We're shook. <laughs> We're shook. Also, I just can't get over the fact that you started as young as 12 years old, as a 12-year-old, that's incredibly crazy. Like, I was playing Tamagotchi yeah. when I was 12. <laughs> I was, I don't know what I was doing. I don't remember that far back. 
I think you, 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 you know, going back to what you said, um, back to education and like, this is your 24-7. So what got you to be a full-time activist? Why dedicate yourself to this? Um, I actually don't really know how I ended up here. It just kind of kept on going and it felt like a really natural next step, you know? Um, it was through that experience with Bye Bye Plastic Bags and being that like mm -hmm. really privileged and having that opportunity to travel around the world to speak to other young people, but also to high level scientists and politicians and decision makers at such a young age. I think it really influenced me and shaped me to being like, okay, how can I scale this so that every young person feels like they can have their voices heard too? So, you know, to be honest, it's just kind of the natural next step for me. I love that message of empowerment that you're bringing on to yourself and passing on to others. So what about your education? What about mine personally? I mean, I grew up on the island of Bali and I graduated a year early from high school at the Green School, which also is a wow. school that wow. you know has this philosophy to empower young green leaders. Um, and so I had a really... Uh, you know, safe space to explore and to venture out on my own as a, as a young student already. Um, and now currently I'm focusing on building out Utopia before considering what my next steps are for university. I think it's one day a possibility, just not right now. I see. I see. All right. Awesome. I think, I think, I think that's so precious to be able to take a on a leap year or just a break to <laughs> yeah. figure things out. I know, but you know, yeah, yeah. I like, wish I'd done that. Yeah, the, the way that I see it, because I, I get this question all the time, like, what, what, what next? Are you going to go to university? Are you not? And I think mm -hmm. definitely there's so much to learn at university at the, uh, you know, at one stage in my life. But the way that I see it as well is that I'm constantly learning in the work that I do, yeah. you know, with the For young sure. people that I work yeah. with, with the panel discussions that I have with other speakers, just constantly learning it's just not it doesn't happen to be in a you know in a in a lecture hall but it's it's a different type of and way of learning yeah and maybe even a more effective way <laughs> <laughs> as the pandemic have proven <laughs> yeah uh, coming back to uh utopia so it's really interesting that you want to be able to empower these change makers um can you talk a little bit about um what exactly has drawn you to this cause? And um, how do you think, in what specific way does Utopia help uh, these young change makers? Mm -hmm. Well, I think what draws me to these causes is, is generally the fact of the time that we're living in, right? Everything is happening in our lifetime. The good stuff, but also the mm -hmm. scary stuff like climate, the climate yeah. crisis mm -hmm. and the increasing yeah. A refugee crisis, food security, everything is put, putting this sort of pressure on us of, hey, you can't keep doing business as usual. What are the innovative ways mm -hmm. that we are changing? And the ways right, that right. Utopia helps fostering these young change makers or a generation of young change makers is because by accelerating the access to role models and to examples, saying like, hey, you're not alone. Look at this person in Africa doing incredible things. They're your age. How can you do the same? By sharing those tools, again, accelerating the access to this information, to this education, um, I think that Utopia is one of the pioneers in actually being able to empower that generation of change makers. That's amazing. I think wow. it's, it's something that we're looking to do as well, like through this podcast. Is, yeah, is that's yeah. something that we want to do. That's why we have you on as well. Like we want 
you know, um, our listeners to be able to be inspired by what you're doing. So it's cool. I think our our, our goals are aligned. How is, it, <laughs> how is it for you, like, getting to that point of realization that young people want to learn from other young people? How is it for you in your journey? Who who were you able to learn from, you know, yeah. get inspired and, and keeps you going to where you are now? It's like... Who was your inspiration? What what was your source of energy? Your family, your friends, the cause itself? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, wow. I think for me, it's definitely this feeling of something bigger. I've always like at a very, I mean, I'm, I'm a super serious person. Like talk to me when I was 12 years old and I was like, we have, you know, we have to change. And blah, blah, blah. I, I'm, a, I'm a super generally serious person and I do take myself very seriously. So like at a young age, when I started learning about the impacts and the negative impacts of plastic, it was like a, a done deal. You know, I couldn't sit still. I was like, how are we not doing everything in our power? And I think it's I love always that. been yeah, this sort of yeah. drive for me to understand that like as an individual, we have to play our part and understand also that there's a, a lot more going uh, towards the sustainable world that we want to have. So uh, for me, it's definitely been the motivation being in the cause and the the satisfaction of seeing like tangible impact taking place, right? Oftentimes in the work that we do, we feel like, you know, all of this change is impossible. It seems so far away. But what keeps me going nowadays is just seeing how possible it is how many grassroots organizations are already implementing change today right that's, right that's amazing like I, I i love that thought that you know uh you having like taking yourself very seriously even at such a young age i love that <laughs> you you hear that greta thunberg watch out watch out <laughs> talking a little bit more about Utopia, um, what is your strategy going forward? Where do you see Utopia going, really? Where are you taking Utopia? Yeah, our vision with Utopia is to become one day the global headquarters for young changemakers around the world. It's really created to be a platform where everybody feels like it's their story, it's their movement. And you know, that's where, that's why we work. And I'll show you, I'll turn my camera around. Wow. Hall of Fame that we're building out. We have currently a hundred change makers in over 30 countries who have their own projects and who are incredible experts in their own fields, right? Because Utopia, we focus on all the 17 sustainable development goals. So not just plastic pollution, Mm. like with Bye Bye Plastic Bags, but covering a a different, um, a series of, of issues and possible solutions as well. So I think with Utopia and the power of it is that it's young people coming together to learn from each other, the failures, the successes, and the hows. I love wow, that. I yeah. love that so, so much. Our producer loves that too. He he, he, just, he had he, a silent he, clap. He just clapped. <laughs> behind the scenes. First time ever. <laughs> First time ever we saw him clap. Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so uh, talking about change, uh, I mean, talking about impact, how... What is a change maker? How do you define uh, what a change maker is? And how do you define impact, really? Yeah, honestly, though, um, I, I was recently thinking about this. And 
Like when I started, I had no idea what a change maker was, what an activist mm-hmm. was. These are labels or names or titles that suddenly came attached at the back of my right. name when, you know, we got introduced on stage or before a TV show. And it was just like, you know, it, it felt like the role or the, t- the kind of name for what we were doing. And that's, mm-hmm. I think now how I would describe a change maker is someone that wakes up every single day thinking, how can I personally start taking action towards making a positive impact in my world, right? Because change making comes in all these different levels and all these different forms. How can I contribute mm-hmm. with my strengths, my unique skills to creating positive change? And I think that's what a change maker is. Amazing. Because everyone, I think everyone has talents that they just don't realize. I think so too. And, and I think platforms like Utopia enables people to like realize, oh, I didn't, need, I didn't know that I was capable of doing that. Thank you. <laughs> and even like people doing something very small, I think, um, still it could be, a, you're a change maker, even, even if the impact is, is you know, not at like a significant scale, right? Yeah. Is there anything that, that you learned in your journey of, of building BBPB that you apply and you take with you now to Utopia and you think, this is important, I gotta carry this forward? Oh, <laughs> so many lessons. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just, I think, you know, how I, how I describe it is bioplastic bags is really the training wheels on the bicycle for me. Um, it's something that I learned so many lessons that a normal textbook would have never taught me. Um, and that's really what bioplastic bags was things like the team building team lessons, um, understanding not to take things personally, keeping the bigger picture in mind. Um, being smart in your end goal, being clear in your end goal, right? That's all lessons and skills that I learned from Bye Bye Plastic Bags. A more tangible, concrete goal, for example, is like public speaking, right? That's something I only learned through my experience with Bye Bye Plastic Bags. I was, believe it or not, the shy kid in the back of the classroom that was like, please do not call on me, teacher. Like, I did not like to speak in front of my own class. Um, And through Bye Bye Plastic Bags, one of the skills I learned was public speaking and the important skill that that is. And that's what I'm taking forward with me through, I think, not only Utopia, but just through every day. That's amazing. Can I just say you speak very eloquently? I'm a little bit intimidated. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am too. I am too. But I love that you mentioned that 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 human side of you being the shy kid. Like, yeah, yeah I think I don't know. I think you you'll be able to inspire so many other shy kids in the back of the classroom. I love that to yeah. be able to one day speak in front of an auditorium, right? Yeah, that's that's. Well, that's the cool part so about great. it, right? It's that it's a skill that you can actually learn. You don't have to be born a naturally incredible speaker. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, of exactly. Course. So, in, in your experience, you know, wow, since 12 years old, <laughs> eight years ago, has there ever been crazy. a flop experience, a failure, a missed opportunity, an idea that just didn't work out, or, or something that you wish you tried sooner, maybe you wished you had Utopia sooner, what was that experience, could you share with us? Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of like small examples that I can share, because I eight years a lot can happen a lot went really well and a lot went really not well um you know i think 
for example, like if we're on the topic of public speaking, you know, there are instances where you're on stage in front of thousands of people uh, or like, you know, my sister and I address the United Nations, right? Which is like a dream wow. stage. And I remember my sister like getting on stage and tripping over herself, you know, and that's like a moment where you're like, oh my goodness. And it's a small instance. But it can also like, you know, in those moments, big or small, you decide like how you react, how you build back mm. from those moments. Right. And I remember there were many instances like that on stage, forgetting your words or saying the wrong um, number and then having to retrace yourself. So those are like a lot of small moments where I felt like, you know, uh, you could call it a little flop. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think, um, let's think of a bigger one. I had one in my head and then I started talking about stage stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, like personally, a big flop that I had, and I, I can't really think of a specific instance, but I know that I tend to do this quite a lot as, um, I take things a lot of the times very personally, like if, uh, you know, a certain government meeting didn't turn out the way that I wanted. Uh, we didn't get the signature and stamp that we needed. You know, then I'm just like, oh, maybe like my presentation was bad. Like I said, um, I didn't pitch as well as I should have. So I, I took a lot of that, like, um, uh, how do you say? Personally. It? Yeah, like a lot of that pressure personally. And right. um, yeah, I think that that's something that I'm still like trying to learn how to step out of um in order to like kind of build build back better as a like a <laughs> person <laughs> i see i see yeah, yeah i i get that there's like a lot of disappointments when things don't go our way mm, yeah, yeah. i think from from my own personal experience a lot of frustration when dealing with bureaucrats but that's another thing in <laughs> itself <laughs> he's a law student so yeah. He knows this very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you ever need anything, if you need consultation, if you need help, maybe call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's, it is an interesting space to be in, and especially as a young change maker. I think that that was one of my biggest frustrations, right? Um, of mm-hmm. just not being able to understand why it was taking so long to see change happen, right? right? Um, it's a lot of frustration. It's a lot of confusion, anger, just questioning of why we're not moving faster why change isn't happening faster so so why is it then why do you think that is no i think it's a lot of the times uh tied to ego money driven intentions greed Mm. politics uh and comfort zone a lot of the times why we're not changing is because it's convenient it's easy it's comfortable we don't want to change and that's where the narrative of uh change equals sacrifice We have to cancel that, you know, we have to start understanding that we can't no longer continue as business as usual. We have to start innovating. We have to start becoming more circular. And that comes with daily changes um, on an individual level, but also on a systemic level. Right. Well, and and, and these changes aren't exactly a zero sum game where you where where somebody's going to lose something because at the end of the day, Everybody wins, right? Everybody wins. Yeah, well, I think that's, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, 
Mm-hmm. The 17 SDGs, right, made in 2015, set with the goal to reach all of them uh, by 2030. And these are goals that are covering, you know, ac- quality access to education, um, gender rights, climate crisis, uh, food security, all of those uh, things are included in the 17 SDGs. And the whole point and purpose of those is to not leave anybody behind. Um, but we still have to see actions and policies set in place that actually reflect that vision of leaving no one behind. We have a lot of work to do. Do you see that, like, in the reason that you're focusing on youth leadership and why young people need to take leadership, do you think that a lot of the times that these changes just aren't happening is because there is a generational issue? Like, in your experience, was that, like, you're just frustrated with the older generation and you're just like, look, we've got a fresh batch of future leaders. Let's capitalize on it. Well, I think what's important to say here, I think, is, you know, that we in order to have change happen, we have to have intergenerational collaboration, right? We cannot do it without each other. We have to learn as young people what currently is happening, the history, understand all of that. But those in positions of power also have to be welcoming uh, and, and, you know, inviting to hear maybe outside of the box ways of doing things. Right. So I think it needs to go hand in hand. I don't think it's one or the other. I think it needs to be collaboration with like minded people and then also inviting those that perhaps don't agree with, for example, saying no to plastic bags. How do we get everybody on the table to work towards a future where we leave no one behind? Right. That requires everybody to be part of the table. So um, the reason why we focus on youth uh, empowerment and youth leadership is because we believe that young people and the generation that we're a part of can accelerate the much needed change we need to see today. Right. It's that nudge in the right direction. It's the grassroots solutions that are already being implemented. It's showing that it's possible and it's showing that it can happen today. That is coming from the young people. Yeah, completely. I love that uh, about the, your uh, take on intergenerational collaboration. Um, I think I absolutely agree. I think it's super important, uh, and I think that's the way to move forward. Um, so, with that said, as um, a young person and as we as young people, what do you think? What are the skill sets that we um, need to have to get our voices heard? Um. I think perhaps because we at Ethiopia we do a lot of workshops and our like number one hit workshop and master class is on public speaking. I think that mm. this is a skill that I think is one of the strongest that I exercise every single day. And so the ability right. to articulate what you are thinking, the ability to articulate the change you want to see happen is the number one foundational skill to have in order to change an idea into reality. And so for me, that the answer to your question would be... Um, articulation and public speaking. Yeah, I love that. And your 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 platform is majority online, right? Digital rather than in 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 person events. So right now it is uh, I mean Utopia only launched in the beginning of 2020 because we thought yes, no better year oh, than 2020 wow. to, to <laughs> okay. launch. And we were set out to have a whole calendar um, of in-person events mixed with live uh, online events. But now we've uh, shifted. We have an online learning platform on our website. And there lives all of our uh, learning material. And hopefully, um, if the pandemic allows, we'll be able to do um, in-person events again very soon. 
That is so cool. And I would love to join one. I just <laughs> I just got like a mini a mini shiver down my spine because like <laughs> mid 2020, which means it's it's like what seven, eight, nine months? Yo! Yep. What? 120 <laughs> people, 60 countries. That's, That's pretty sick. amazing. That's pretty amazing. That's cool. Yeah. That that must be very encouraging to see how quickly it has grown, right? Well, it yeah, also just shows it. that the need and the want is there. As a generation, we know yeah. why we're passionate. But a lot of the times after you join a protest on the street, losing your voice the next morning, after you've participated <laughs> on a you know social media campaign, it's right. like, what's next? How do I keep this long-term mm. change going? And that's the skills that Utopia will help um, each and every young change Amazing. maker with. And you follow their stories, right? And, 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 and you check on them and help them? Yes, so right now that's the plan that the program of once you start and enrolling, for example, our master classes, uh, you'll go through each um, episode and after every episode you have an assignment and we can track like how far you're getting. If you have any questions and whatnot, you can reach out to the team. So yeah, it's, it's a little community building exercise. That is amazing. I love that. I think we should join. Should <laughs> we? Sh should class. we? I think we should, Bill. Uh, we'll open the website <laughs> and sign up after this. <laughs> okay, wow. So, so like, you lead quite, well, let's just say unconventional path of life. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, very inspiring. Well, you're already in, in you know, covered inspiring. by so many media. You've been to the UN, World Economic Forum at a very young age, and, and you're creating change from early on. And, you know, when you say there's a lot of young people out there who wants to do the same, what would you tell them when they say, I want to follow your path, I want to do what you do, I want to dedicate myself 24-7 to something, would you say, go for it, yeah, or maybe think about it? Well, I think um, my answer is always very excited, so it's always go for it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there is a little bit of thinking time that needs to happen before you go for it, right? Find out what you are, you know, what lights a fire under your bum, right? What are you extremely <laughs> passionate about? And mm -hmm. connect it to what you're really good at doing. Right. I think that too many times we look at, a, you know, an idol, it can be scrolling through social media, a follow like someone that we're following and we think we want to do exactly what they're doing. But our skill set might be like far from that. Um, and that's OK. Find out what your unique skills are and contribute that to the movement. You don't have to be the founder of something. You could become a volunteer or a research intern. Find out again, what are you able to contribute to the movement? Wow, okay, so find, find your skill, find your why, and uh, dedicate yourself to it. Exactly. That. The notion that you don't have to be a founder, you can just help, you know, contribute to something that's already existing that you're passionate about. Yeah, I, I think it goes back that. to, like, back again to your point about ego. Like, if we're yeah. too egoistic about these causes and it's not really about the cause and it's really about us putting our names on something, and putting ourselves out there instead of the cause, we're not gonna be able to get to where we want, where the world needs to be, right? Yeah. Wow, okay. Honestly, Malati, I think I wanna be you when I grow up. Um, but I'm more grown, so that's weird. <laughs> I wanna be you. Have you heard that before? I, want, I wish I was you. I wish I, my kid is gonna be like you. <laughs> Honestly. 
it's really, really cool what you guys are doing. It's, it's amazing. Thank you. So, so when you talk about sustainability, I think a lot of young people also have this dilemma. If they want to go into a cause, how can, all, how can they also sustain themselves financially? You know, like, how, how do you do that for Utopia? How, how do you plan to do that for yourself? Yeah, so Utopia is structured a little bit differently than Bye Bye Plastic Bags. So maybe I can speak towards like Bye Bye Plastic Bags being an NGO. When we started, yeah. we also did not have a budget, right? I always say no business plan, no strategy, but also no budget. Um, you know, and, and that should never be a barrier. It can make it a lot more difficult, but I think it's also about using the resources you have around you, right? We got so creative on like fundraisers. Uh, we would have uh, a bunch of our friends doing um, what is it called fun runs, and for every lap Ooh. that they would run around wow. the la uh, around their soccer field, you know, we'd have sponsors like giving like five thousand oh. rupiah or like two thousand rupiah. But it was like so run, run faster. <laughs> and, <you> know, um, <laughs> We did trash fashion shows and had a, a you know a little bucket wow. going around. We had surf competitions and you know for every uh, we had a donation box. So I think it's about being resourceful and using the resources around mm. you. Again, lean mm. into the skills that other people in your team have and put that to good use. Make sure that that's bringing the movement forward and helping uh, you know generate a little bit of funding as well. That's awesome. Amazing. Very very creative. Yeah. Actually, I just want to back paddle a little bit. So if you do consider going back to studies, you're going to go back to this and you're, this is going to be your lifetime career. Utopia? Yes. Or just being an activist? For the next several years, for sure. Um, I think it's okay. about really building up the platform, building up the learning platform. Um, but then maybe I might go on a vacation, I might write a book, I might go learn how to surf, Ooh. I don't know. I don't know really. Um, for me, my main <laughs> focus right now is building out Utopia. And for, for some reason, probably going to always be connected to education. All right. Ah, so, so would you characterize Utopia as like a social enterprise rather than an NGO or? Yeah, more of a social enterprise, more of a youth empowering ecosystem is how we're calling mm. it. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Wow. I, I, I'm so excited to see the future of Utopia. Like, I think you are too. Yeah. <laughs> we both are. Honestly. <laughs> All right. So if there could be one key takeaway for young people, for leaders, whether they're in a company, whether they're leading a startup, or they just want to set out and create change, what would be that one key takeaway from a Malati vision? Okay, um, there's always a lot of different answers that I feel like I can give because one takeaway is just so hard. Um, but today, <laughs> today I'm in the mood to bring forward the answer of collaboration. And that's mainly and purely because I see that, you know, change does not happen overnight and it definitely mm. does not happen if you are working alone. So in whatever field you are in, in whatever position you are in, make sure that you are being as collaborative as possible. You know, turn to your neighbors, invite youth members and the community to come to your decision-making table. If you are a young person, you know, going against a, a large company, make sure you're hearing that side of the story as well. Just make sure that you are being as collaborative as possible. 
Awesome. Awesome. SDG number 17, shout out to you, Partnership for the Goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Wow. Okay. It's thank been you, amazing thank you, talking thank you to you. Thank you so much, Malati, for taking the time to speak with us today. I know you have a very, very busy schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe one day we can visit the HQ, oh. the super cool HQ. Yes, come. I would love that. <laughs> okay, that's it for us. That's it for our episode of The Big Flop. See you next time on the flip side. Or the flop side. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Mlati. Thank you so Bye. much, Mlati. Thank Have you. a great day. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs>